0: Let's give them a warm Windsor welcome for this mighty man and woman of God. Amen. Good morning, Windsor Christian Fellowship. What a place to be this morning. We are so honored and counted a privilege to be here in this beautiful church, in this beautiful place. And we are so blessed. And I feel in divine connections of God. And uh, four years back when Pastor Kathy came to our country. She was bold enough to come to our country and I'm really thankful. And uh, God connected us and uh, Pastor Rick came the next time and people were so blessed by their ministry. And I'm here to salute this amazing couple for their dedication, for their faithfulness and for their long walk with God. They're not only a blessing, for your church, but they are blessing for the nations around, especially to our country, India. We are so blessed and feel honored knowing them. I'm saying this from the depths of my heart. And we are here, I've carried a lot of greetings to you from our country, India. Koyama people love you. They know that we are here with Pastor Rick and Kathy and they have uh, sent a lot of greetings to you and uh, it's an exciting days these days to serve the Lord. Amen. You know, in India, even though we are going through persecutions, oppositions and problems around, but God is at work. Yeah. And I believe that our God is unstoppable and so is the church, yeah. unstoppable, ever marching forward victoriously. We are blessed with two visions right now, Carrying on two visions in our hearts. One is with our church. We are right now about 7,000 people worshipping the Lord. Wow. But that's nothing for the pop- compared to the population in India. And uh, we are moving on uh, with a vision of 10,000 people. We believe that God is nothing impossible. So we are on the verge of building a church for 10,000 seated church. And uh, we have already purchased a land for 37 acres of land. And uh, we believe that God is going to give us uh, more and more people for the kingdom of God. And we are also blessed with another vision that by the year 2020, our Indian government says that uh, there will be no Christians by 2020. But you know, we know that is just going to be opposite. Yeah. All that happened in the days of Esther will happen in our Came days too. God is going to change, turn around the situations. And by 2020, you know, sometimes, thank God for the provokers, uh, for those people who provoke us to work more faster. So we now have a vision that by the year 2020, we will have 2020 Came churches. On. Right now we have 850, we are moving faster. We believe with God that's possible. And we, are, we want to take our nation for the kingdom of God. And uh, God is doing wonderful things. Last night we were watching our church in India in live stream, and we noticed that our church was praying for six churches on the outskirts of Coimbatore are being closed by the Hindu militants. But you know, our God has a master key. He has the keys of David. If he opens, no man can shut it. So as the church is praying, we believe with them. And we know that God is going to open those six churches. And we believe for greater days ahead of us. I just want you to turn around and tell one another, greater days, glorious days are ahead of us. Then all the rest of days, the best days are before us for the church of God. Amen. God bless you. We are working with one vision. India for Jesus and Jesus for India. We are living up to see that. Amen. God bless you.
1: It's such a great joy for us to be with you this morning and worship the Lord along with you. Jesus Christ Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is the same everywhere. We have the same Lord Jesus Christ. We come here and worship along with you, our wonderful Savior. We got an amazing God, wonderful God, great Savior who saves us, blesses us, and gives us a hope to live for in this world. What an amazing church you are. You have great world-class leaders. Pastor Rick and Pastor Kathy, we love them so much. We honor them. They are the apostles of love and reconciliation to the nations. You have got the world's best pastors in Windsor. Amen. They have come to our nation, impacted our leaders, impacted our churches and pastors. They have poured out their heart, and we see them as role models, and we are so blessed to get to know them and to learn so much much from them, and we thank them for their love for the encouragement, and for the investment in our nation. And we are looking forward for a continual fellowship along with them. In 2019, we'll have Pastor Rick again, Pastor Kathy again with us. And our people love your pastors so much. It's a great joy to come and see what the Lord is doing in the midst of you. Amen? But we carry a lot of uh, love from the people of India. I tell wherever I go that God has a special love for the people of India. I have two reasons to say so. The first reason is the word India is in the Bible two times in the book of Esther. I don't think the word Canada is in the Bible. (laughs) Because the name India is in the Bible, God has got a great plan for our country. The second reason, Why I believe God loves India so much is because God loves us so much, He has made so many of us. 1.2 billion people. In India, when you come, wherever you turn around, you see people, people, people. You don't need to walk anywhere. They will push you through to the place where you don't want to go. So many millions of people. But uh, thank God, God loves them so much and we want our desire, our prayer is India shall be saved. India will be one for Jesus. God is moving by his spirit in our great nation of India, doing great things, saving souls, healing the people and setting free uh, the people from powers of darkness and many thousands are coming to know Jesus Christ. As my wife said, our desire, our prayer is India for Jesus and Jesus for India. We want to plant 2020 churches by the year 2020. We have already planted 750 churches in India, Nepal, Sri Lanka, Bhutan and Burma. We want to plant more churches before the coming of the Lord. In the Hindu, Hindu uh, fanatic are saying India is for Hindus only. By 2021, India will be a Hindu country, but we are declaring by faith, India will be a Christian nation by the year 2021. Amen. Nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible without Jesus. Amen. God's name be praised. I told a story in the first service. I want to tell the story before I preach again this morning. An Indian doctor wanted to set up a clinic in Canada. So he came and set up a clinic and announced I can heal any kind of sickness for $20. Whatever your ailment, come to my clinic for $20. I'll do the service for you. If you're not healed, Then I will give you $100 back. So a Canadian lawyer wanted to take the doctor on that. So he went to his clinic and said the first time, Doctor, I lost my taste buds. Can you cure that? The doctor said, no problem. He called his assistant and said, Bring two drops of medicine from the vial number 99. So he brought two drops and said, Apply it on his tongue. So when he applied it on the tongue, The lawyer said, it tastes like paraffin, kerosene. Look here, you got your taste buds back. Give me my $20 back. <laughs> so the lawyer came again the next time and said, okay, this time I have a problem. Uh, my memory is lost. Can you bring back my memory? He said, no problem. Sit down the chair. He called his assistant. Bring from the same bottle 99, two drops of uh, uh, medicine and apply it on the tongue. So when the guy brought back, he said, hey, this is the same medicine you gave me last time. Well, you got your memory back. Give me my $20 back. So this lie said, wow, I need to fix this man somehow. So next time he came back again and said, doctor, now I have a serious problem. I lost my eyesight. I'm not able to see clearly. Can you cure that? The doctor said, well... That's very difficult, I'm not God to heal your eyesight. So, I, as I promised, I'll give you $100 back to you. So he called his assistant and said, bring me my cash box. So he brought the cash box, he took some money and gave it to the lawyer. And then when the lawyer received the money, he said, hey doctor, this is not a $100 bill, this is a $20 bill. Well, you got your sight back, <laughs> give me my $20. Again. <laughs> God is a good God. Amen? Amen. We serve a great Jesus who loves us, who cares for us, who blesses us. This morning, we are so delighted to be in the house of the Lord, worshiping God. What a great worship we had this morning. So, my, I want to speak to you about the blessings of being part of a local church. The blessings of being part of a local church if you have your bible or you can look it up on the screen 1st timothy chapter 3 verse 15 1st timothy chapter 3 verse 15 but if i should be delayed i have written so that you will know how people ought to act in god's household which is the church of the living god the pillar and the foundation of truth Loving Heavenly Father, as we meditate on your word this morning, we ask you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of God, would you anoint your word, break your word to your people, minister to your people. As people have needs this morning, we pray that you'll speak and touch every life, transform their lives, minister to them, bless them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I believe you have come to that right place this morning. You have come here not by choice, not by accidentally, but God has a divine appointment for you. You have come to this place to have a divine encounter with God. To some people, church is a boring place. They think, why should I go to church, sit there for hours together and just worship God? To some people, church is like just a mere tradition. But it is not like that. Church is the best place where you can be this morning in Windsor. Because the Bible says, David said, I was glad, very glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Because in the house of the Lord, there is the presence of Jesus. There is joy. There is victory. There is healing. There is liberty. There is blessings. There's everything that you need in your life in the house of God. At one place, A to Z, you get everything in the house of God. Apostle Paul here is talking to spiritual son Timothy about the house of God and what it means, how the house of God brings a blessing. Church is not a man's idea. A few people did not sit together and think about the, uh, about the institution called church and uh, plan for a church so that they can have a livelihood. No, church is a God's idea. Church has been in the heart and the minds of God from eternity. Church has been the thoughts and the plan of God right before the foundation of the world. If church was a man's idea, it would not have stood to the test of time. It would not have stood 2,000 years facing all kinds of persecution. But Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. 2,000 years, Jesus is building his church. The enemy is trying to attack the church and say there will be no church, no Christian. But the enemy is defeated. Jesus wins. Jesus is victorious. Jesus continues to build the church all over the world. And you and I are privileged to be part of that local church. The word church comes 114 times in the Bible. The word repentance comes 58 times. The word joy comes 65 times. But the word church uh, comes 114 times uh, because God loves the church. God has a plan for the church. Church is his body. Church is not just an institution. Church is not a building. Church is not an organization. It is a living organism. Jesus is living in the midst of the church. Church is the visual expression of Christ himself church is the visual expression of the body of Jesus where you receive the touch of God, where you receive the compassion and the love of Jesus Christ. Church is God's ecclesia, the called people of God, washed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed by Him uh, to be an apostolic community, to transform the world around them, to bring to the world hope and love and the light of the gospel. Church is God's instrument to save the lost humanity. Church is God's instrument to give hope and life and light to the people in this world. Church is God's uh, uh, power, God's uh, life to give to the people. I want to share with you this morning four pictures of church. and that I want to share with you the blessings of being a part of the local church. Firstly, Church is the lighthouse of God for people who are lost and in dark. Church is a city of refuge and a place of hope. Church is a city of refuge and a place of hope. In the Old Testament time, God made seven cities of refuge for the children of Israel. When they committed a mistake or a murder inadvertently, they could run to this place of refuge and be saved from their adventure. In the same way, God says the church of God is a refuge. Jesus is a refuge for us. Whenever we are troubled, whenever we are shaken, whenever we lose hope, we can run into the refuge center of God, the church of God, and receive our refuge, our protection. Because the word of God says in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18 and 19, the word of God says like this. So God has given Both is promised and is sold. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may greatly be encouraged. Therefore, we who have fled to the refuge, we can have confidence and we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. As Bill Hyber says, church is the hope of the world. Church is the lighthouse in the community. If there is no church in the community, the whole world will be full of darkness. Thank God for the church of God. Where it diffuses the darkness, brings light, and hope to the people who are living in this world. As the word of God says in Isaiah chapter 25, verse four and five, prophet of God says like this about God, but you are a tower of refuge to the poor, O Lord, a tower of refuge to the needy in distress. You are a refuge from the storm and, it, and a shelter." From the heat. For the oppressive acts of ruthless people are like a storm beating against a wall, or like the relentless heat of the desert. But you silence the roar of foreign nations as the shade of a cloud cools relentless heat. So the boastful songs of the ruthless people are still. What a refuge God is to us in the times of storm. The times of wind, the times of difficult days, Jesus spreads abroad his wings around us and says, I am your refuge. I am your fortress. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. I am there for you. I will help you. Fear not. Be encouraged. Whatever your problem, whatever your situation, whatever storms may come, whatever opposition you may face, this morning we have hope in Christ Jesus because Jesus died for the hopeless. Jesus gives hope to the people who are in darkness. Jesus gives a new light, a new life, new desire for people who are lost, who who have got nothing in the world. Are you lost this morning? Are you hopeless? Are you having disillusion, despair in your life, this morning come to Calvary, come to Jesus He is there to help you, He is there to lift you up from your miry clay and place you on the rock, Christ Jesus, because Jesus is living, Jesus is loving, He cares for you He cares for those who are abandoned, He cares for those who are distressed, He cares for the widows, He cares for the orphans He cares for the nobody He cares for everyone in the world as you come to, come to the cross he just embraces you with his love and says my son my daughter you have come to the right place this morning I will give you a future I will give you a hope I will give you everything that you desire Amen, Amen. thank God for Jesus thank God for Calvary in this world people have lost hope People are living in wilderness. People are abandoned. People are forsaken. What happens when calamities strike? When suddenly the husband leaves, the family is broken, the wife doesn't know what to do. Suddenly, when death takes place in the family, when the children are left orphaned, where will they turn to? They feel totally left out. They don't know where to go to. We had a young man come to our church some years ago. He built a house, took a big bank loan from the bank. He couldn't repay the bank loan. The creditors were pressing on him. He did not know what to do. He wanted to commit suicide and kill himself. But one day as he was walking along the road, he saw the sign of the cross of our church. And he saw, I see the cross. I want to go to the church just before I die. And came and listened to the word of God. When he listened to the word of God that was preached, saying that Jesus gives hope to the hopeless. Don't commit suicide. Receive Jesus. That day he gave his heart to Jesus. And Jesus turned around his life. Today he's a successful man. He paid off all his loans. He's blessed by God because he dared to put his trust in Jesus. Amen. Thank God. One day I was preaching in the television. The message was being broadcast. There was a man who just put up the... Uh, rope to hang himself. And just that at the time, the television was on. and My message was coming. At the time, he just had a call from our church. And the call said, hey, I want to talk to you. And the message was on the screen. And the he was preaching. I was preaching that don't hang yourself. Don't commit suicide. God can give you hope. And he saw a number on the screen. He called that number. And our church people answered the phone and said, we are coming right now. And they came and helped him. And he was saved from committing suicide. God saved his life and blessed him. Yeah. Church is the place where broken hearts are healed, where broken families are ministered to, where depressed and discouraged people receive hope and uplifted. Church is the place where the lonely people meet Jesus as their friend. Church is the place where the lost find their way in Christ Jesus. Church is the place of hope to the hopeless, to the depressed, to the oppressed, to the people who are in darkness. People who are forsaken, oppressed, or the widows, and the poor, and the orphans, and those who have no hope come to this place and find a refuge in Jesus Christ. Young lady called Jayanti. She was married to a man, that man had AIDS, and he died suddenly, leaving this young girl all alone with a child. But she came to our church, received hope, and we helped her to have a sewing machine. Through that, she is able to make a business and have a livelihood. We built a house. Now she says, very happy Christian following the Lord. I can tell you, many people's lives, widows, orphans, uh, and the poor people who lost everything in their life. When they came to Jesus, they found a new life to live, new hope to live. This morning, I want to challenge you. Are you feeling confused in your life? Are you looking for hope in your life? Have you gone through difficulties, challenges, problems? Jesus is saying to you this morning, my daughter, my child, I love you. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. If you just put your trust in me, I'll give you a brand new life. This morning, can you hear the call of God? All that you are heavy laden, all that you're burdened, come unto me, and I will give rest unto your soul. I will give peace to you. That's the word of Jesus. When you come to the house of God and meet Jesus, you receive Jesus, you receive hope, you receive life and the peace of God. The second picture I want to draw to you this morning is church is the powerhouse of God, the healing center where the healing rays destroy the work of sin and Satan. For the word of God says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, it says, God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display the wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. God has invested the power of God, the power of healing, The power to set men and women free in the house of God, in the church of God. Church is God's instrument to display to the powers of darkness, to the rulers, to the principalities, how great our God is. We don't serve a small, tiny God. We serve a great, big God. He is powerful. He is almighty. He declared, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in the name of Jesus. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. When we declare the name of Jesus, demons tremble. When we declare, shout the name of Jesus, sickness go away. When we declare the name of Jesus, there is healing in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is the power of God present in the house of God this morning to minister to you. Are you sick this morning? Are you depressed this morning? Are you going through difficulties this morning? Jesus is here. His power will touch you. He will set you free from oppression, from every depression, from every power of darkness. For the word of God declares, No weapon that's formed against you will prosper. God wants to give you life. He wants to give you life that is abundant, overflowing life. When you put your trust in Jesus, no sickness can overcome you. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than an overcomer because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. In the house of God, That is the power of God to set you free. Amen. The word of God says in Luke's gospel, chapter 4, verse 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me, to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me, He has sent, sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that blind will see, the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. The God I know is powerful, still healing and doing miracles. The God I know raises the dead. The God I know is still transforming people's lives. The God whom we serve is a great big God. It's the great I am. And he is in our midst this morning. I come from the nation of India. In India, we have many religions, 11 major religions. One of the main religions is the Hindu religion. And my father was a Hindu man. He never heard about the name of Jesus. He was worshipping all the millions of Hindu gods and goddesses. They say in India we have 333 millions of gods and goddesses. God for everything. As many people, so many gods are there. They just worship everything and anything. My father was an idol worshiper, worshipping all these idols. Till the age of 16, Two missionaries from England came to a small village and preached the gospel in my father's own native tongue. India is a land of many languages also. There are many eight, more than 800 different languages that are being spoken. We speak a language called Tamil. In the Tamil, we have 247 alphabets in it. But these missionaries learned the Tamil language and began to preach the gospel to him. My father was attracted to these two English people speaking in his own mother tongue, native tongue Tamil. So he listened to them. They told about Jesus. But he told those people, hey, you Christians are very poor. You have only one God. Look at us. We have so many millions and millions of gods. What will you do if your one god fails? Where will you turn to? But if one of our gods fails, then we have so many millions to turn to and call upon them. That was his kind of philosophy. He did not know that Jesus can never fail. And one day, he was in his deathbed at the age of 17. He was dying of smallpox all over his body, big boils. People were dying of that sickness. Those days there was no cure for it and people were being carried to the grave. When he saw out of his window people dying and going to the grave, suddenly fear of death gripped him. He said, what will happen if I die? And he began to cry and call upon all his gods and goddesses and said, God, please would you heal me? Give me peace. Save me from the sickness. But because his gods were dead and they couldn't hear him, nobody answered him. And the frustration, he said, if that Jesus, whom those white people preach, if he is God, let him reveal himself to me, heal me from the sickness. Just at the moment he said, Jesus, something happened. In that room, a bright light shone around him. Jesus touched him, healed him, raised him from the bed of death, and he received the life of God. He said, amen. Shall we give the Lord a big hand clap? Amen. Again, he wanted to test Jesus because he had this kind of marks of the boils all over his body. He said, that Jesus, the true God, let all these marks disappear from my body. And again, all the marks disappeared from his body. Then he said, Jesus is the true God. He committed his life as the f- very first Christian in his village to accept Jesus and follow him. Then the later, the Lord called him for the ministry. He lived up to 91 years. Two years ago, he went to be with the Lord, serving Jesus more than 70 years of his life, planting churches, doing great things for God. Amen. Isn't our God a good God? Give the Lord one more big hand clap of praise. Amen. I can tell you this morning stories and testimonies after testimonies how in our church God heals the people. How demon possessed people come to our church. And the very name mention of the name of Jesus. Demons scream and they leave the body. People are set free. The devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus comes to give life and life abundantly. In our church we see people who are barren wombs. God heals them after 17 long years when the doctor said no hope you cannot have a child Jesus says yes there is hope I can heal you I can give you a child and that child brought forth a beautiful baby and they praised God in one of the Hindu villages when we went to preach the gospel the Hindu people fanatics, came and tried to ask this tribal people hey why did you leave a religion and go and worship the Christian God they said we have been worshipping our gods for so much many years, but our gods could not bless us. Look at this beautiful boy baby. I worship Jesus. Jesus gave me this beautiful boy baby. That's why I worship Jesus. That's why I believe in Jesus. Jesus is living. Amen. Amen. This morning, He is in our midst. He's ready to touch you. He's ready to heal you. Is ready to meet your any need, every need, whatever your sickness, whatever your problem, whatever that may be, as you call on the name of Jesus. His power is ready to heal you, set you free, as the Word of God says the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. If He shall dwell in you, He will quicken your mortal body, He will raise you up. Give you a brand new life and a brand new start. The third thing I want to share with you is the church is a transformation center. I call it the university of God. Church is the place where God begins to transform you. Gives you a brand new start. In Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2 and 3. I want to read to you Isaiah chapter 2 verses 2 and 3. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be established at the top of the mountains and will be raised above the hills. All nations will stream to it and many people will come and say, come, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob. He will teach, about, he will teach us about his ways so that we may walk in his paths. For instruction will go out of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Church will be lifted above all the mountains in this world. As we come to the house of the Lord, he will teach us the ways of God. He will instruct us the way that we need to go. Church is very significant in the life of a believer. It's the place where you are being molded, it's a place where your character and your life is shaped. It's a place where your inner nature is formed, where the rough edges of your life is smoothened. It's the place where you learn the values and the purposes of your life. It's a place of instruction. It's the place of a strong foundation for your future, for your life. It's a place where your children receive the instruction and begin to grow up in the Lord. It's a place where you are being built up. When Peter came to Jesus Christ, he was like a reed. He was swaying from one end to the other. He was not stable. He was wobbling. But when Jesus looked at Peter, he looked at the future and said, you are Simon, but you will be called Peter. Peter means a part of the rock. And when Simon came to Jesus, Jesus changed the life, changed his inner nature, changed his character. A reed that was swaying here and there, he began to become a piece of the rock. Later in Galatians 2 is referred to as the pillar so God not only changed him from a reed to a rock but now he has become a pillar in the house of God. That's what God will do to you when you come to the house of God. God will establish you. God will strengthen you. God will mold you. God will give you a hope. God will give you a destiny. God will give you a future and God will make you strong, stable and unmovable. That's what the The teachings that we receive from the house of God will build up your inner man. The word of God teaches us the values and the principles of light. It brings us light and direction to our life. As the Bible says in Psalm 92 verse 13, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God when you are planted in the house of God, when you are rooted and grounded, when you commit your life to a local church, when you are in the church where God has placed you, there you are established, there you are strengthened, there your roots go deep and you begin to give forth fruit all your life long because you are planted by the riverside, whatever you do, it will prosper. When you are in the house of God, when you sit under godly counsel, all that you do, it will prosper. You will be successful in your business. You will be successful in coming in and going out. God will not make you tail. But God will make you head. Whatever you do. It will be blessed. You will prosper. You will increase. God will multiply his anointing. Because you are in the house of God. When you are planted in the house of God. You will not be moved. When the calamities come. When the storms come. When the hurricanes come. You shall not be moved. People on your left. People on your right, they will be shaken. But because you're chosen to follow the Lord and committed to the local church, you will be safe, you will be secure, you will be strong, you will be established because the Lord is with you. I tell our people are you a flower pot Christian or are you a tree planted in the house of God? Many Christians are like a flower pot Christian. They just want to be visitors. They don't want to be committed to a local church. They just want to come and visit church after church all their life long. They are only a flower pot Christian, and they don't have roots because they don't have roots. They have no fruits. What fruits you will ge- show forth to God? But when you commit your life to a local church and say, this is my house where I receive communion, this is my house, this is my mother place, this is my pastor. When you receive the instruction and counsel and wisdom, you are blessed, you are safe, you are secure. The enemy cannot touch you because there is a covering in the house of God and the covering protects you. No weapon will come against you. If Satan comes against you as one person, The whole church stands up and says, hey, don't touch that man of God. Don't touch the woman of God. Hundreds of people are fighting for you, for the kingdom of God. You are safe and secure. Amen. When you come to the church, you receive confidence, you receive strength, you receive wisdom, you receive direction and fellowship more than the church needs me. I need the church of God. Church is the place where the life's purposes and destiny is shaped. My thoughts and my values are aligned. Church is the place where my character is developed. I receive a vision for my future. Church is the place where I receive encouragement and the godly counsel. Church is the place where I'm totally transformed. We had a young man who wanted to come to a Bible college You want to be trained in our Bible school. I asked him, what's your educational qualification? He said, Pastor, sorry, I didn't have the privilege to go to school. I was born in a poor family. All my life I had to carry heavy loads on my back, so I did not have the opportunity to go. I just got saved, and I feel a desire to serve God. I said, we can't take anyone to Bible school unless they've gone to school because you know to read and write and uh, know to understand he said no but i have a strong desire to study the bible please give me a place if uh, at least i will clean your cows milk your cows because at the time we had some cows in the bible school he said i will take care of your cows by taking care of your cows i can study in the bible school seeing his desire we said okay come and join the bible school then he said pastor i can read the bible said, how can you read the Bible? He said, when I got saved, I cried, wept and fasted and said, Lord, teach me to read the Bible. So God taught me to read the Bible. We gave him a Bible. He was able to read the Bible better than an educated person. And when he gave him the newspaper, he was not able to read it so properly. But he was able to read the Bible so clearly. So we admitted him to the Bible school. He got trained for two years. They graduated to the Bible school. I said, well known. he was a good student. We were so happy. Then we said to him, where do you want to go and plant the church? I, went, I took him... Uh, with me to one of the villages where I preached the gospel. It was a difficult, hard village. He said, that's the village I want to go. I said, don't go to that village. Go to some other easy place because that place, many tried to plant a church, everybody was driven away by the Hindu extremists. So don't start there. Go to some other place. He said, no, no, that's the place I want to start the church. So we took him there and we tried to help him to get a place to start the church. He said, get me a big house because I believe our God is a big God. He'll give me many souls. I said, hey, start Not small. No, no, no. I want a big house. Give me a big house. Okay. Then we got him a big house and he started praying and fasting. And suddenly, the Lord answered his prayers. People began to come in bullock carts, horse carts, carrying the sick and the demon possessed people. God began to move there and people were healed and demons were cast out and church began to grow. So he asked us to get him a place to build a church. We got him a place to build a church. Now to tell the story in short. Now he has 2,000 people worshiping Jesus, praising God. Amen. An uneducated boy. When he came to the church, the house of God, and learned the ways of God, God's plan for his life, God has blessed him. Many teachers, learned people are coming and receiving God's word from him. Finally, let me close with this. The church is the house of God, gateway to the blessings. When Jacob was dreaming one night, when Jacob was in the forest, put a stone to his head and he was sleeping, he had a dream, dream of the ladder. And when he woke up, he said, this is none other than the house of God, gateway to heaven, heaven's gate. That's what the house of God is. When you come to the house of God, it's the gateway to heaven. All the blessings of God is open for you. Jesus said, I am the door. If any man enters through the door, he will find pastures. He'll be satisfied. When I physically come into the house of God, not having the church in the web, not looking at the church in the TV, but when I physically come into the house of God, and I worship him along with the saints of God, I feel the presence of God. The anointing of God comes all over me. I hear the gentle voice of the Holy Spirit saying, this is the way, walk we in it. And I come into the house of God. The blessings of God follow me. As the word of God says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. When you go this morning from the house of God, two people will chase after you. One is called the goodness of God. The other is called the favor of God. They will follow after you, they will overtake you. The blessings and the favor and the goodness of God. When you come into the house of God, you receive God's rhema and you receive the blessings of God abundantly overflowing in your life. As the word of God says in Psalm 50, 65, verse 4, it says, Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts we shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house of your holy temple you will be satisfied with the goodness of the lord this week you will have a great thanksgiving service and say thank you Lord for all the good things you have done in my life bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the Lord and forget not all the benefits the Lord has done God is good taste and see that the Lord is good. God has great plans for your life. God says, I know the plans that I have for you. They are not for evil. They are to give you hope and a future. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and your thoughts. God has got a great destiny for you. God has got a great future for you. As you put your trust and hope in God, God will show you this is the way. Walk me in it. He will guide you. He he will direct you. He will help you. He will make you to be successful and prosperous. God is in the business of doing good things for you. As you trust in him, he will bless you and guide you and direct you. Let me pray with you. Every head bowed down. every eyes closed. I want to pray that God will touch you this morning. If you have a need this morning, if you say, God, I need your touch in my life, wherever you are, just raise your hand to Jesus and say, Lord, I need a touch in my life. If you have no hope, come to Jesus. Give your life to God and say, Lord, I come to you. I receive your hope, your life into me. Come into my heart, Lord. Give me that great future. Give me the destiny that you have prepared for me. If you are sick in your body, Jesus will touch you and heal you. Loving Father, thank you for the people who are here in the house of God. Who are in need this morning, as their hands are lifted up, I pray, Holy Spirit, would you touch them this morning? Jesus, you are the same unchanging Jesus. Your power never changes. And I ask you this morning, will release your power to restore lives, to bless lives, to heal them, to meet with them in a very special way. Let them have a personal encounter with you, minister to them, give them life, joy, peace, health, and help, every blessing they need, in the name of Jesus, we declare your blessings over their life, bless them greatly, and minister to them, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, thank you, church, for receiving us, greatly appreciate you, thank you, pastor. Wow, 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 what a blessing, amen. love your local church.